0: Honestly, I'm sick and tired of bullies. I think if there's one thing that I could eradicate from this whole universe, it's people bullying each other, especially for how they look. I mean, we've given so much importance to just our physical appearance and nobody focuses on anything else everybody's just trying to look good and these days you get more validation for looking good than doing anything you get endorsements you get popularity off social media you can actually make a career out of this and it's not just looking good which is the issue it's the fact that people take this looking good as such a privilege to be rude to others or like judge them or or make them feel like oh if you look like this you know if you if you had these material possessions then you know you will be validated and the truth is it's it's real it's happening right everyone deserves validation everybody it doesn't matter what you look like and people need validation this whole thing like oh you know forget instant validation we don't need that i disagree i mean i disagree you shouldn't have to work so hard to get validation of course you should love yourself but i mean if you're gonna get instantly validated let it be off the more important things about how you act what your values are who you are as a person. Like we spend so much time focusing on how other people look and how we look, that nobody gives importance to anything else. And because of that, I mean, that's what people are bullied for. People are bullied for like not having certain clothes, not having certain items, looking a certain way. And I'm not just talking about people who, you know, might not be attractive when it comes to the mainstream. I talk about even people who are very attractive, right? I'm sure that even, you know, being a good looking girl or boy, it's probably a lot harder to sort out if people's intention to be with you is coming from a genuine place of caring who you are, or it's just something superficial. Right. And not only that, I've gotten a lot of pushback in my own life, like just based on silly things like how people look. And we do it to each other all the time like when's the last time you know you've seen a girl and a guy walking down the street and you think you know the guy's super attractive and looks super good and the girl you don't think looks as good and you're like oh wow i don't know how she got him you see it all the time or you know if i tell my friends hey like i i think that guy's good looking or i date someone and they're like helena like you can do better what do you mean i can do better what do you mean better based on what better based on how somebody looks, or how I look in a photo next to somebody, or how people see us, or better based on how that person treats me, how I feel. I'm actually excelling. I'm growing. Am I doing better with that person? Those are the things that we forget to evaluate. It's funny, even when you look at marriage, right? People judge the success of marriage based on longevity, like how long people have been able to be together, you know, stick things through, work on things. But really, Is that really what makes a successful relationship, the length of time? Because I'm sure, you know, including myself, there's been relationships I've stayed in way too long. Just on the fact of wanting to have a successful, the idea of what a successful relationship is, it's time, it's longevity, right? But I probably should have left those relationships a lot sooner. I mean, there's been people married for 30 years, but they're miserable. So is really length of time with somebody the best way to judge if your relationship is successful or the quality of the relationship, right? And then maybe we wouldn't put such a big importance onto like holding people in our lives and like only feeling like we can be sad about a breakup with somebody if we've been with them for 10 years. Like are people not allowed to be sad if they've been with someone for three months and then they broke up with them? How do you know? How do you know their quality of the connection they had or how much that person meant to them? right? We're so quick to judge. I mean, we're so quick to judge on factors that I don't think really are that important to us as human beings if we were to look deep down. And what's funny is everyone says, like, you can't make somebody care. I disagree. I mean, I used to be someone who never really cared that much about uh, how I looked or what I would dress like. Like, I would go out and I liked wearing, like, you know, sports clothes or like soccer shorts, like baggy, like hoodies. Like that was my drip, you know. And then I got to a point in university too, where they're like, "Oh wow, Helena, you glowed up!" Like, you know, maybe you should try this. Maybe you should try that. Maybe you should try focusing on this. And someone who is just comfortable in who they were, like you, can make them feel insecure. You make them care about all these superficial things. So can't we make people care about the right things? And it's funny. You know, empathy seems like it's a dying trait. And if you could give someone money, you know, if you could give someone a raise in salary to be more empathetic, I'm sure people would be caring about the people (laughs) next to them or that they work with, you know, even selective empathy. I'm just saying, like, the point is you you can change. Change can happen, right? And you can make yourself care about things. I mean, we weren't born caring about how we looked. We weren't born caring what other people think about us right? But we learn to do those things so we can unlearn and we can learn to care about things that actually matter. We can learn to care about people's feelings. We can learn to care about our actions and judge ourselves more on how we act. I mean, that's why we live in a reactive culture. You say something to me, I say something to you, right? And I used to date this guy, and he used to tell me, like, he was very, very concerned with his image, right? And not even his image. he Then he started becoming controlling of my own image. How I would look. Oh, Helena, you should do this. You should do that. What are you wearing? Like, blah, blah. Like, became more controlling, right? Because he didn't see me as a separate entity. He started seeing me as a reflection of himself. And I would have to remind him, hey, like, me and you are different. We're allowed to have different tastes. Like, I don't have to, you know, try to please you in those ways. You don't have to try to please me, right? And it was a constant, you know, battle between us. And I remember he always used to get mad. He used to say, "Helena, you don't have social cues. Like he always used to yell this. Social. I'm like, what do you mean social cues? And what he meant by that was actually like, you don't know how to put yourself in a box where other people are able to easily digest you, right? Or when I'm with you, they're able to say like, wow, that's my girl. Wow, he's so lucky to have a girl like that being able to hide your differences, you know, his idea of having social cues was, you know, hiding the parts of yourself that other people wouldn't accept or wouldn't, um, wouldn't accept or wouldn't validate, right? Or wouldn't validate him for being with somebody like that, right? It's like, it's crazy. It's just like, why are, why are we caring about everybody else and what they have to think? Like, Things aren't even... People don't even really have, like, the mental space and, like, the emotional space in their own hearts to develop a connection with someone without worrying, like, what their neighbors think, what their parents think, what society thinks. It's just we're such a conscious culture of all the wrong things. Like, we're not eco-conscious. We're not all these things, you know, that we, we do. Would we be doing them if we wouldn't advertise them on social media? Really? I mean, what really got me is... Well, there's a couple things that got me. I was scrolling on TikTok, right? And there's this challenge that these girls are doing. And not just girls, probably boys too. But mainly I've seen girls do these videos. And I don't know what it's called. I think it's called like the That Girl Challenge or whatever. And it's basically you post a a photo of you right now. And you're like, I'm the girl he never, he didn't want. So I became the girl that he couldn't have. And it's just these seamlessly like beautiful girls. There's nothing wrong with them, you know? They're dating someone who doesn't appreciate them, doesn't value them. Then they lose weight, they dress better, they improve their physical appearance, right? Everything aesthetic, like keep in mind, everything aesthetic, you know, it shows them going to the gym, drinking green smoothies. We don't know what's happening inside. We don't actually know if they're healing from the fact that they were dating someone who wouldn't accept them as who they are. Actually, we do know they're not doing that because they're participating in a challenge like this. Then they show photos of them slimmer and whatever and, you know... (laughs) maybe looking better quote-unquote and then they're like oh now now he can't have me right and it's just like we're missing the point i mean that's going that's regret that's regressing right i mean i'm not saying don't take care of yourself don't love yourself but what happened is someone's rejecting you for for who you are for being who you are and what you are because you're good as you are and then you're minimizing yourself and reducing yourself even further to make their expectations of you or what they think what you think they'd like a reality you're not dealing with the pain or the hurt or you're not moving on to someone who genuinely likes you we always try to fix the image social you know social cues, social like how other people are seeing us i mean yeah we live in a society with other people right with other people that we gossip about we live in a gossip culture we're constantly talking, and I've, I'm not saying I'm perfect, I've fallen prey to it. Constantly talking about other people, constantly judging them based on things that we can see, you know? Even the other way it goes around, pretty privileged. People who look good, people who are rich, they can't have problems. I mean, that's another type of prison, right? Having a lot of money, having things that people want, looking a way that people put you on a pedestal... I mean, those are issues too, because you're getting attention, but what's the quality? Again, you might be getting a lot of attention, you might be getting a lot of support on social media and stuff, but what is real support? Who are those people who, when you actually call them, they're going to pick up your phone, they're going to be there for you, they're going to be talking to you, like, for hours and, like, talking about your, like, who has those types of people? You think just because you get to a certain place in your life where you have, like, all these people who know you and, and like you, that they're really going to be there for you. They're really supporting you. I mean, it's an appearance. You think everyone thinks that life is better. And I'm not saying like money isn't important. I'm not delusional in that sense. Like I know that even I have privilege. The thing is, it's even privileged to be able to talk about things like this. Like if I like something that my friends don't understand or my family doesn't understand, I have the ability to be able to talk and negotiate with them. I know some people don't have that privilege. I know some people have to internalize things that they truly enjoy and things that they feel make them themselves just because they can't be understood by the people around them. And shame is huge. Are you kidding me? Shame is such a huge deterrent for people making the choices they want to make. Oh, what are people going to think about me? Like, you know, if I'm with this guy and... I break up with him and I go to the next guy, are people going to think, oh, I'm a hoe? Are people going to judge me? If I'm in one culture and I date outside my race, are they going to, are people going to look at me? If if I date this person that I don't think is conventionally attractive, what are my friends going to think? Like shaming people, judging people, criticizing people. I mean, eventually, even myself, right? You, you don't want to lose the support of the people that you have around you. So you try to Kind of put yourself in line with their preferences, even though you might want different things. Number one. Number two, sometimes the bullying is so bad. Sometimes the criticism is so bad. Sometimes you're so hurt that just to avoid being hurt anymore, you just conform. Not conforming, you know, in light of being treated poorly. When you know that if you just tweak how you look or, you know, change something on the surface level that people could be nice to you, maybe nice to you in a superficial way. I mean, wouldn't you do it? But why are we doing it? Let's think about that. Why are we doing it? You're not looking good just to look good most of the time. You're not dressing well just for yourself. If you do that 100% of the time, that's amazing. And kudos to you. But that's not why. We do it so that we're treated better. So what does that say? That doesn't say we want to look good and we want validate. We want to feel good. We want to be treated well. And we feel like we can't feel good or be treated well unless we look a certain way. And that's sad. And it really broke my heart. I was on Snapchat the other day and like I was looking at this Snap story. And it was this little documentary about a boy from Rwanda and he had some physical abnormalities and he couldn't speak and he looked a certain way and they called him the Tarzan boy and he would run away from his home to the jungle right just to avoid people in his class bullying him just based on how he looked I mean uh, he was getting abuse from kids his own age from his neighbors right and it was even hard for his family to be able to like support him and love him through all the bullying and all the criticism it affected him so much that you know he just had he ran into the jungle just to avoid being bullied anymore and it it broke my heart and i started to cry and i showed my mom and what's funny is i'm not trying to make direct comparisons to between you know our lives like as human beings i know everyone has like differences and you know There's not one-size-fits-all for advice for anybody. But there was a line that was said at the end. And it was, In a world full of humans, where's the humanity? Right? In a world full of humans, where did all the humanity go? Right? And empathy, if you don't feel like you have it, it can be learned. I think it should be learned. Right. I mean, the negative effects that people like just judging people based on how they look and criticizing and shaming people because of their preferences or their likes, and then to tell people just be yourself. Really? (laughs) Like just being yourself is so easy when you're constantly going to be criticized to conform. Right. It's just it's frankly sad. And it's something that, you know, shouldn't be happening, really. And I'm not delusional to say that it's going to be completely eradicated, but it's a different kind of prison, right, to live in fear of what other people think. It's a different kind of prison to not be able to do the things that make you happy because publicly, because you think you're going to be shamed for it. And I know that... There are things that are changing, and they say that the world is becoming more inclusive, but really it starts with us. It starts with what we put importance on, you know? Maybe next time, before you get, you know, if someone criticizes you or they don't like something about you, before you pointing fingers at yourself and saying, okay, how can I change to make this person like me? The truth is, and I've had to come to terms with this myself, you can't be your authentic self while worried about being like everyone liking you. You can't. you can't. I've done I've avoided doing so many things that I've wanted to do just out of fear of disappointing other people or hurting other people. so I, re- I foregoed I so many opportunities or things I genuinely wanted just because you know I wanted other people to like me, right? And it could be the smallest things. It could be the smallest things about, you know, getting up in the morning and actually wearing what you want to wear. You know, not worrying, like, not dressing. If you're going out with your friends, not dressing to impress your, your friends, right? Just wearing what you genuinely want to wear. And you have to be strong enough or you have to develop. I think developing the strength inside of you is much, it's a much better skill, much better advice than waiting on the world around you to change. Because as much as I'd like to say that I could wake up tomorrow and, you know, everyone who ever was rude to anyone could have more empathy for them and feel apologetic, I know that the better thing to say and the better thing to do is to to try to be okay with having people not completely understand you or being uncomfortable. It's okay. You don't... And us as girls, right? Especially. I feel like so much importance is put, put on how we look and, you know... Our sexuality, and we're sexualized, and our bodies are commercialized, and the thing is, you just have to be a bit okay with, you know, people not getting things, and you don't have to hold someone's hand, you don't have to make someone you know, easy. One thing I do as, like, someone who is empathetic and someone who wants someone to understand me is I over-explain myself. I, I give justifications for things. You know, if I say something, my friend kind of looks at me, like, weirdly. I'm like, oh, you know, I like this because of the, And I find myself talking. And the only reason I'm talking is I understand why I like it. I understand why I'm doing it. I'm trying to make it easier for on them. You don't always have to make things easier on them, right? Because it's, by doing that, you know, you're, you're setting the precedent that things that are, are easy to understand are the only things that we should be okay with and comfortable with, right? So the next time you do something and you get pushed back, I don't care who it's from, right? I don't care because there's, no matter how close you are to someone, they're not going to agree with 100% of the choices you make. It doesn't matter if you're absolutely in love with that person. They love you to death. It doesn't matter, right? There's always going to be things that people disagree with you on or criticize you on. Don't look at yourself automatically or don't change that thing. Just leave it. Leave it. I mean, if you're uncomfortable, if you're sad, if you're hurt, feel it. Feel it. Don't hide don't hide it. Feel it. Don't worry, right? Because you processing that is better than you going and being inauthentic to yourself and having to suffer with knowing that you're not doing what you want to because out of fear, and out of pain feel it you know even if you don't understand it it's okay if you don't understand it right away but don't change something inside of you or the things that you like to do just because you're going to get criticized for them don't do that because the more you do that the more you bury yourself the more you bury your desires the more you bury your needs and if you do that i mean you see people in abusive relationships right they're with people they always feel like they're walking on eggshells right so slowly they stop doing the things they enjoy and they become a shell of the person they once were and soon enough they're just completely out of touch with their own needs wants and desires that they don't even feel like themselves anymore and i think that's the worst possible consequence that could happen i think taking a bit of the pain and you know being okay with people not understanding you or being a bit more uncomfortable in the short term is much better than living a life that you don't even feel like is your own right so that's something i challenge you to do i challenge you to just not try to conform or change yourself even though you know by doing it yeah a couple people might like you more people might start being like superficially nicer to you but just just do you (laughs) do you and the thing is doing you genuinely doing you right is the hardest thing don't just do things to make yourself look good you also don't have to prove to people that you're a good person right if you don't genuinely care about you know being eco-friendly or you know recycling or things like that you don't have to spend your time getting your friends to take snapchat videos of you cleaning up garbage on a beach i mean take that time and put it to something that you're genuinely passionate about and give voice to that or you talk about things that you genuinely care about right you don't have to do there's no formula to be a good human being like that like it's not you do a b c and d right and that's what happens we get so shocked you see these people and you're like oh you know they had a great job they seem nice to everyone and they were you know some of them were serial killers and you're like how does that happen because people are nuanced because just because you know i wake up every day and you see me and i'm i seem nice and i You know, I go to school and I have a good job and I volunteer. Yes, those are all great things. But that doesn't mean, you know, that I'm the best person ever. So don't try to always prove to people you are what you are. It's okay to be non-traditional. It's okay to take the non-traditional path. It's okay to have likes that people don't like around you, right? There's going to be so many things. And I know sometimes you're like, oh, if you go and you find communities and stuff that Maybe knowing for a fact other people like the things that you like give you comfort because then you know you're not weird, you know this isn't crazy because people around you might be gaslighting you, making you feel like you're crazy. And as important as community is, maybe you won't find that community right away, right? And that's why I want to tell you genuinely, even if you like something, you can't find other people who like it too. Keep doing it. You know, I don't know if you're gonna find community today or tomorrow, but Honestly, for everything that you do like, odds are that there are other people in the world who like it too, even if you can't see them, even if you don't meet them, right? So just don't judge yourself so harshly just because what you like isn't being represented in, you know, popularized media. I mean, I lived in Newfoundland, St. John's, Newfoundland, for probably like 18 years. There was, my brother and I were the only Indian kids in our high school, right? There's no multiculturalism, right? Now, years and years later, you're seeing a lot of different ethnicities, a lot of different people coming around and stuff. But that doesn't mean just because the people around me I couldn't relate to that I was weird, even though sometimes maybe it, it kind of felt like that. Right. And representation is important now on TV. You're seeing now there's like even in mainstream Hollywood, you got people like Priyanka Chopra who are strictly like, you know, in Indian cinema merging over. You're having crossovers. Right. And what's happening is you're seeing different kinds of people. You're meeting different kinds of people. And not everybody is going to be the same, right? It's just like when people come to me and they're like, oh, you're Indian, and they have these preconceived notions of what it's like to be Indian. That's a prison of itself, right? Meet a person for a person. As hard as it is, and of course, we're going to have stereotypes. Of course, we're going to have things in the back of your head. Fight it. Fight it. Genuinely try to ask questions. Try to be interested in people. There's so many people... I've genuinely connected with and it's sad the first thing they tell me is wow Helena you seem genuinely interested in me do you know I've had friends for so long but they don't really even ask me questions like you ask me and when you ask questions you're just showing you have interest and I'm lucky I think one of the things I'm blessed with is this like natural born curiosity and definitely a curiosity when it comes to conversations and even more so when it comes to people that I if I'm talking to you there's there I genuinely do care I generally do want to learn about other people. I've learned most of what I know, not from books. I mean, I've gone to an Ivy League school. I've had a great experience. I've been in different educational institutions in different countries, cities, provinces, but really I learned the most from the people I've met. And it's when you're allowed to be vulnerable. It's when you're okay having conversations that you might not know much about the topic. It's when you look stupid, For saying certain things, if when you look wrong, but people will be more forgiving than you think. I think we're really hard on ourselves, right? We're really hard in this whole like cancel culture and everything you say being recorded and used against you and stuff. It almost feels like every day we're just like in court. You know how they say, you know, what you have will be used against you in the court of law. Seriously. Like, we don't have a playground anymore to fall down and to learn it's like everything has to be perfect this idea of perfection there is no perfection there is no perfection and if you're going to try to be quote-unquote perfect please don't make it someone else's version of perfection right please don't don't try to do things you know just thinking that if you do those things other people are going to like your tree better because you know what you're going to be hella bitter, hella bitter. And I've been bitter, too. If you're in relationships with people or, you know, you know people, or your bosses, or your coworkers, or anything, you change yourself, right, to try to adjust to what you think they're going to like, right? Or you, you work so hard to be their version of what perfection is, and they don't treat you any different. You're going to be bitter. You're going to be angry. You're going to be like, damn, I wasted all that time. So don't do things that you think are a waste of time at the end of the day. Like, do things that you can say, hey, okay, cool. I did that, and I did that because I wanted to, and I did it for me. Because if you do things like that, it's easier to take accountability. Don't try to get in people's heads. And even if people tell you, hey, this is what I want from you, or this is what you need to do, or you need to do this, it's okay to say no. Right? It's okay. And it's okay to love people who don't love the same things as you. It's okay. I mean, finding people with only similarities and we're. alike that's just not realistic right just be okay not being liked it's the hardest thing and it's funny I mean even if you're listening and you're like oh I'm fine not being liked really look at your life and how many things that you play into or how many things you do just to make other people happy and I'm not saying you shouldn't make other people happy be nice to people that makes them happy I mean, when you're angry or you're mad, try to release that anger in a healthy way. That would probably make people happy, you know? Next time your mom's like, oh, you haven't done your laundry, and she starts yelling at you, maybe, you know, try not to yell back. Those small things, you know? Or if you're making someone happy, make sure that it's also making you happy. That's a huge thing. It's so huge because then there is no bitterness. Then it's it's a two-way street. It's growth. But if you spend so much of your time sacrificing your own needs for the needs of other people, then if they don't show you some kind of appreciation, you're just going to feel bitter, you're going to feel resentful, you're going to feel angry. Another thing is we live in a very, we live in a counting culture. We count favors. I did this for you, so you have to do this for me. I remember I had a boyfriend. I threw him the best birthday. Right. I when I was getting all the stuff ready for his surprise birthday, whatever, I woke up at 4 a.m., got him a custom made cake. Right. Took him shopping, spent hundreds of dollars that I didn't even have. Right. I had almost nothing in my bank account by the end of his birthday. Right. Getting all these things, doing all these things like driving there, setting up decorations, getting him breakfast in bed, everything. Right. Everything I could do. And he was happy. and He loved it. And he said, oh, this is the birthday I've ever had. And just seeing the excitement and joy on his face was enough. But my birthday was coming up in two months, right? And of course, of course, I wanted, you know, I wanted him to, to maybe not make the same effort, but to make an effort, right? And when my birthday came, he didn't even tell me happy birthday. (laughs) He didn't tell me. And I remember I was like, where's my card? He's like, no, like on the weekend. And it's so funny because he would tell me, he's like, just wait for your birthday you know, just wait. I have big things planned. And when my birthday came around, right? It was the worst birthday ever. I won't go into detail, but it was the worst birthday ever. And it's because we live in accounting culture where we have expectations. When we do things, there's something inside of us that says, I want something. I want some recognition. I want some acknowledgement. I want some reciprocity. And it's not bad. I'm not saying like necessarily stick around with someone who doesn't wish you happy birthday. But I'm saying that you don't always have to get recognition for the things you do, right? And a good example of that is my brother. He probably does six million things on the daily he doesn't get recognition for. But I'm the type of kid who, like, if I make you, like, a cake or cupcakes or I tried out a new recipe, I want you to taste it and I want you to tell me if you like it or not. And I want you to do it now, right? And it's something I've been working on. Because there's not always a camera on us, right? There's not always going to be some sort of recognition or validation. I mean encouragement is huge and getting encouragement is amazing. I honestly think that people need more encouragement. If you had more encouragement, I think that's a type of support that just, you know, it gives people like a good taste in their mouth. It wants them it it gives them that little boost of energy, even if they'd have a bad day to just keep going a little more. And that's all we need as human beings. We think we need to go sixty years and have it all planned right, right now. Nah. I mean, I'm not the best planner, but I can tell you that I don't think a lot of things in my life have gone as planned, right? And I don't think a lot of things in a lot of people's lives do. They're going to be intangibles. And some days, you're just going to need to get through the workday, right? Some days, it's not going to be sunshine and rainbows, right? There's going to be rain. But as uh, Dr. Michelangelo says, and uh, probably one of the most... Um, calm and peaceful voices that i hear i always put her on uh, or listen to her super soul sunday chats with oprah and she just gives me peace because you know what she says the simple things but she says the right things right and you know i think in life the simple philosophies are really what work i mean it's just like a diet you know when they're like oh take Two, you know, beetroot extracts and vanilla dragon fruit and apple cider vinegar, and like, you know, put five drops on your hair and two drops on your toenails and digest six. Like, I mean, that's not something that you can do over a long period of time. So, to anyone out there who maybe doesn't feel like they can truly be themselves, this is permission. I'm giving you, you don't need my permission, but if it's what you need, I'm telling you, you have permission to be yourself. Even if nobody understands you, if they judge you, I don't care what that is. I don't care if it's a physical thing where you want to dye your hair purple, right? Or if it's something internal, right? Or if it's some small habitual change that you haven't made that you want to, or if it's applying for that job that your parents probably don't want you to apply for. Or if it's uh, doing the things that you want to do and Maybe that means if your parents are super strict, sneaking outside of the house. <laughs> My parents are going to be so mad if they hear this. But seriously, what happens is if, when you don't let people do what they want to do, they just find sneakier ways to do it, right? So just learn how to have conversations, especially with your kids, man. Like, learn. I mean, you live in a whole different... Things change, right? There's a whole different set of problems that we have that our parents never had to deal with. So just learn how to talk to things. And kids, don't just, like, look at your parents as these, like, authoritative figures who, you know, they they won't compromise, they won't negotiate, even in the past if they've been kind of harsh on you, right? I've definitely done that. I've been like, oh, you know, my parents won't understand. And then I just go do things my own way and then get in trouble, right? Give them the benefit of the doubt. You want them to give you the benefit of the doubt? Give them the benefit of the doubt. And, hey, if it doesn't work, your windows aren't locked. You can still climb out. <laughs> but, yeah. Anyway, nice talking to you guys. I feel better.